Good morning. Welcome to Blue Lake and thank you for all coming out this morning. The title to today's message is Letting Go. A man was walking along a mountain ledge when the earth below him gave way. And he fell and he grabbed onto a root that was sticking out in the mountainside. And he began to shout for help. Then he waited for a while. And then again, help. Finally, there was a voice. I can help you. Well, the man was relieved that someone answered. Please help me. I have fallen off this ledge. Suddenly, a reply came from above. Let go. Then the man yelled back. Who are you? God, said the voice. Oh God, please help me. Help me out of here. Well, then the voice said again, let go. Now, by now, the man's arm is really starting to hurt. And then he said, is anybody else out there? <laughs> Letting go can be particularly challenging when you have no idea where you're going. When the course is uncertain. And when the outcome is not clear. On October 23rd, 1983, I stepped aboard an airplane headed for America. It was a bit unnerving flying to a foreign land, not knowing what to expect on the other side. But I had to let go of the comforts of home back in Holland. And I remember there was a layover in London. But my flight from Amsterdam had been delayed. And I missed my connection. So I had to be rescheduled through Minneapolis and then on to Seattle and finally to Portland. But I stopped stressing about it. I let go of my anxiety and surrendered to whatever was meant to happen. Eventually, I arrived in Portland, and the rest is history. Well, when I came to Arcada in 1984, the company was still called Sun Valley Bulk Farms. The largest crop in those days were daffodils. Millions of daffodils were picked between December and February. And in June and July, many school kids in Arcada spent their summer vacation picking up daffodil bulbs. Then, 11 years later, in 1995, we grew our last crop of daffodils. We let go of a long tradition of daffodil growing for Sun Valley and nearly 100 years of rich daffodil history in Humboldt County. Letting go is also the theme in the song we heard earlier by Louis Armstrong, titled, Let My People Go. These were the words the Lord instructed Moses to convey to Pharaoh 
to let go of the Israelites after 430 years of captivity in Egypt. Eventually, Pharaoh did let them go. The Israelites went through the Red Sea. But once in the desert, disbelief and distrust set in. In Exodus 17.3, they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? And even though they were subjugated by their Egyptian captors, the Israelites knew what they had in the land of Egypt. But now they are in the wilderness not knowing what the next day would bring. And they had to depend on the Lord to provide for food and water every day. They become restless, lose confidence, lose faith, and it leads to complaining and moaning. And they get into rebellion, like building a golden calf. And worshipping it. And some men started messing around with the women of the local tribes. And worshipping their gods. Now Paul uses this historical context. While writing a letter to the Corinthians. He warns that these folks in Corinth. Of their wicked ways. By giving them a history lesson. And this brings us to today's reading in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 13. It's on page 172, and I'll give you a moment to to look it up. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud, and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. And they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not become idolaters, as some of they did, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents. And do not complain, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example. And they were written down to instruct us. And whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out 
that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you. That is not common to everyone. God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide you the way out so that you may be able to endure it. The Greek city of Corinth is located on a peninsula with the Ionian Sea on one side and the Aegean Sea on the other. At the narrowest point, this peninsula is only three miles wide. In 1882, a canal was built across this peninsula, saving ships from the long and treacherous journey around the southern point, referred to as Cape Melty. But in the times of Paul, there was no canal. And goods would be offloaded in Corinth, taken across the land. And the port of Corinth developed into a bustling seaport, an intersection between east and west. This meant a town full of sailors looking for a good time. It became a magnet of drunkenness and prostitution. In ancient days, if someone was referred to as a Corinthian, it would connote a licentious and unrestrained lifestyle. It was in that culture where Paul arrived with his good news message. He stayed in Corinth for about a year and a half, establishing a church. But then three years later, on his third missionary journey, Paul is now in Ephesus and he receives reports of some disturbing things that are happening in the church in Corinth. He is so distressed by this that he sits down and starts writing one of the longest letters that he ever wrote to those believers in Corinth. This letter lays out a blueprint for the Corinthians to live a virtuous life. But in order to make his point, he inserts a historical perspective in chapter 10 by reminding those Corinthians what happened to the Israelites in the wilderness 1,500 years earlier. In Verse 8, Paul writes, We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day. The historical context of this is found in Numbers 25.1. While Israel was staying in Chittim, the man began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women who invited them to sacrifices to their gods. Eventually, 24,000 died in a plague. And then in verse 9, Paul writes that we must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents 
In this case, he's referring to Numbers 21.4. The people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. So these passages in the book of Numbers, in the Old Testament, sure seem very challenging. But it's even more mind-boggling to find this written in one of Paul's letters. This is the same Paul who writes about love in 1 Corinthians 13. And about salvation for all, Jew and Gentile alike. So where is Paul coming from? Why is he bringing this up? Folks, here is where letting go comes into the picture. In the final analysis, the Israelites were not letting go. They were not putting their trust in God. And instead, they were complaining and moaning and full of disbelief and distrust and malice. If they would have let go and trust in the Lord, they wouldn't have had to spend 40 years in the wilderness in the first place. The Israelites had seen the powerful hand of God during the plagues. And the miracles as described in Exodus. Yet, like many people, they walked by sight and not by faith. And God was displeased by their unbelief. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.6, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mark and Angel Chernoff, in their bestseller book, Getting Back to Heaven, tell of the story of a psychology professor raising a glass of water, asking, how heavy is this glass that I'm holding? While students start shouting answers, eight ounces, a pound, two pounds. Then the professor says, from my perspective, It's not the absolute weight of this glass of water that matters. It all depends on how long you hold this. If you hold this for a minute or two, it's actually pretty light. If you hold it for an hour straight, its weight will actually make your arm ache. But if you hold this for a whole day, your arm will likely cramp up. And feel completely numb and paralyzed. In each case, the weight of that glass of water doesn't change. But the longer I hold it, the heavier it feels to me. Our stresses and worries in life are very much like this glass of water. You think about it for a while. 
and not much happens. You think about it longer, and it starts to ache. You think about, about these things for, for a day, or a week, or months on end, it will completely make you numb and paralyzed. Incapable of doing anything else. Until you let go. Our preparation of a sermon. Selecting a scripture. A scripture text. And writing a message can be challenging. But somehow, every time the provisions for content seem to come just at the right time. A few weeks ago, I visited the Presbyterian Church in Arcadia. And a person in the congregation came to me with a book to read. This book, as I started reading it, is a fascinating story about a Dutch guy called Andrew, who grew up in a town less than 20 miles from where I was born and raised. He spent his childhood during World War II. It was about the age of my parents. But as a youngster, he skillfully managed to avoid many church services by staying in the back, sneaking out of the church, and coming right back by the, by the, by the time the church service almost ended. And he described himself as a rebellious adolescent. Then, at age 18, he enlisted in the Dutch Marine Corps. And he fought in the independence war in the Dutch West Indies, present-day Indonesia. Now, the scene in Indonesia was not pretty. He tells in his book of killing villagers and children, and one not on patrol, doing lots and lots of drinking with his buddies. Oh, he eventually gets injured when a bullet shatters his ankle. And he ends up in a hospital in Indonesia run by Franciscan nurses. But while in the hospital, he is amazed about the joy that those nurses exhibit. And how cheerful they were, despite a heavy workload. This was the type of joy that he was missing. And at one point he asked Patricia, one of the nurses, Why are you so happy and full of joy? And with a sparkle in her eyes, she answered, You know... It's the love of God. She tells Andrew, you have to let go. You are so troubled by your past that you resort to drinking and rebellion. Then she tells a story of how monkeys are caught in the jungle and how the villagers take a coconut and drill a small hole on one side just large enough for the monkey's paw to, 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 to slip through. 
Then they put a pebble inside that coconut. And the monkey will try to get that pebble out. It will rattle. And it even gets him more excited. He wants to get it out. The monkey will not let go. Andrew endured a period of severe emotional stress. Overcome with guilt of the atrocities of two years of warfare in Indonesia. He lived a lifestyle that included drunkenness and rebellion, not unlike those folks in Corinth. Then he returns to Holland. He needs to spend time in a VA hospital for a long rehabilitation from his injury. Then one day, all the patients are invited to a tent meeting in a nearby town. A fellow patient had snuck out to the town and bought some liquor. And by the time they made it to the tent meeting, both were drunk. The preacher was not amused with these two guys in the back making a ruckus. But as the tent meeting comes to a conclusion, the closing song is, Let my people go. The same song we heard earlier by Louis Armstrong. On the way back, on the bus, and while laying in bed at night, that song kept playing in his head. Years earlier, before going to Indonesia, his mother had given him a Bible. But all that time, he never once picked it up. He kept it at his nightstand. He kept that Bible at his nightstand in memory of his mother who had passed away. But as he was laying there in bed, in that hospital bed, and that song kept, kept playing in his head, he reached out to his Bible and started reading. From that moment forward, he read the Bible. And within months, he stopped drinking. The fire had been ignited. The Bible stories that he had heard as a child that didn't make any sense to him then, now all became real. Then when he was released from the hospital and came back home, one night he was lying in bed while a huge storm with strong winds was howling around the house. And in that wind, he heard the voice of Sister Patricia telling the story of the monkey, not letting go. He heard the singing, let my people go. Let it go. Give yourself to God. So lying there in bed, he said a simple prayer. Lord, if you show me the way, 
I will follow you. Dad changed his life forever. That night, he gave his life to Christ. He let go and surrendered to the Lord and put his trust in him. That book I was talking about earlier is called God's Smuggler. It is truly remarkable and fascinating. Doors are opening up. Miracles abound. But I won't give any more of it away. I encourage all of you to read it. Andrew is now 90 years old. He still lives in Holland. And his ministry continues today. And is known as Open Doors International. Supporting persecuted Christians in 70 countries across the globe. In this season of Lent, let go of the past. No matter what the past may have been. Ask Jesus to cleanse us of our sins. Let go. Put our trust in the Lord. Repent of our sins. Give ourselves to Christ and accept Him as Lord and Savior. And He will lead us on that narrow road to the kingdom of heaven. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.